Today's verse is Romans 7.2. For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans, one verse at a time. So uh, this is, um, we're in this little interesting section. The start of chapter 7 really is a continuation of chapter 6, um, at least the themes of, of, of chapter 6. And what Paul is doing is he's, he's sort of flipping um, flipping his logic in a different way. So yesterday we, Paul talked about how... Um, Paul talked about how the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives, and now he's going to use marriage as as an example of of how that's how that's true. Um, and so he's he's using here in in verse two uh, the example of marriage, saying that a woman is bound by law to her husband as long as he lives. Um, I've read that that the reason he says a woman is bound by law to her husband is because in the Jewish under Jewish law. At the time, only a man could ask, um, could demand a divorce from his wife. But under Greek law, it I think it goes both ways. Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but it's so he's using that as like a an old Jewish example. Um, but anyway, it essentially says that uh, you're you if if you're but it, in in either approach, if you're if you're if your spouse dies, you are released. That word is released from the from the law of marriage. Um, that um, that that checks out. I talked yesterday. Technically, the the I talked about how technically the the law is binding on like estates, and you can in some situations uh, countries have prosecuted people after they after they die. Um, and, and, but, but today I think is, is accurate. That said, I, uh, I spent a couple minutes, uh, looking through Georgia, Georgia law, uh, just to see if, if, if this was actually like codified somewhere. I spent a few time a few minutes looking through, uh, title 19, um, domestic relations, um, specifically chapter three, which, which, um, governs marriage just to see if there was a, you know, an actual law that, that at least in Georgia that says that. If your spouse dies, then you know, then you're released from. I, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I, I couldn't find it, but I'm, I'm not going to spend that much time just to just to hunt that down. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere in in Georgia code. It's just I couldn't find it in a couple minutes of of, of searching. But but it, I mean, it, it, it. But this is correct. Like when you're when you're when your spouse dies, you're no longer married to them. Um, that's that's. I think we all understand that that's pretty basic. Um, and what Paul is doing, he's he's going to eventually use this um, this logic, this concept in in a different way. That's coming. He's going to build on this in, in verse three, and then introduce the the. He's, he's going to start verse four with likewise, um, showing that that he's he's going to take this logic and apply it to um, to the body of Christ. So that's that's to come in two days. You'll have to listen again. Um, you should listen tomorrow as well. Um, but I, I just want to spend today, since really Paul's letter doesn't really hammer on marriage all that much, and we're, we're here on the topic of marriage, I just wanted to spend a, a, a minute uh, talking about marriage, because I don't know that we'll get another opportunity to, to do so. So my, my wife, Ashlyn, and I, we've been married for 11 years. Like every marriage, we've had you know awesome times and some less than awesome times. 
that's just you know the the life of the life of marriage. No one says that Christians have uh, have perfect marriages. And uh, my wife chose to marry an imperfect man, and that's you know this is what she gets. Um, so uh, what? But what do we know about about marriage? We know um, we we know like the the origin of it comes from Genesis. So in Genesis chapter two. In verse 18, it says, then the Lord, so Adam, Adam is, has been created and the, and God has commanded him saying, you know, go and go and, um, you know, go, go have fun, like explore Eden and, and, and own, own Eden. This is yours. You're, you're helping me to, to run this. I'm going to make the animals. You're going to name the animals. We'll, we'll, we'll have fun. Um, this, it's that, that personal intimacy that, that we've been talking about, that personal intimacy of God and, and, and us, um, you know, have just being, we were formed in his image. There's this, we're supposed to have this personal intim- intimacy with God. And while God is having this personal in- intimacy with Adam, um, God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I'll make a, a helper fit for him. Um, and that's the, that, that's the, like the first time God's like, all right, we, we need to, we, it's not good that Adam's by himself. Where, you know, essentially like we can't, I don't, man, you, you're not, you're not, you don't need to be alone. You need to be, you need a helper. And that word helper is, is interesting to me. So I looked up the, the, the Hebrew words for it and it does mean helper. Ezer is the, is the, um, the Hebrew word for it. It's a helper. And, and the other word is, uh, Kenegdau. I, I don't know Hebrew. I'm probably not spelling that or pronouncing that even remotely correct. But that means suitable. So it means a helper suitable. That's literally what it means is he needs a, I'll make him a helper suitable. Um, God has said from the, from the, from the second before he created woman, uh, he is saying that, um, that the, that he's creating her because men, we need a, a helper suitable. A helper suitable. Um, it is not. Again, he's saying it is not good that the man should be alone. We're not. We're not supposed to live this life isolated. We're not supposed to. Um, we're not supposed to 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 do this on our own. Um, we were created for relationship, and we're not not just with God, although that's that's the primary relationship, but also with someone else. We're supposed to have relationship. Um, with with our spouse, with our neighbors, with other people, and so it's not good to be alone. We need helpers. We need a helper suitable. Um, and so um, the the way I I just want to spend a second the the way that that I've counseled um, you know friends who are getting married is to is to say when when you go and and get married, you've got to view your marriage as a team. And you're on each other's team first and foremost. Um, there, there, you, you, the 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 second marriages start to go sideways is when you start to view your you know your relationship with your friends or or your your parents as the primary as your team and start talking about your spouse as the as 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 the opponent. That's the that's the second marriages start to go south, and that's because we are. Um, if you, if you view your, your spouse as, uh, as your team, as someone, as a, as a helper suitable who you need, who God has acknowledged, you need, um, to, uh, to, to, to be good, quote unquote, good is not good that the man should be alone. Your, your goodness is wrapped up in your spouse. 
that your 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 spouse is supposed to help you get to good. So that's the that's the reason we have spouses, and it's your job to to make sure that you're being a helper suitable to your spouse as well. That's the that's the whole that's the whole point. And so I just want to end with um, I, that about a month or two ago, I started I was reading a Levi Lusco book, um, and I was I wrote down all this stuff, and one of the things I wrote down really didn't fit with anything until right now. And so I want to I want to close by uh, with, with this. Um, Levi went to um, went to sit down with Billy Graham and his wife Ruth before uh, before before Billy Graham passed away, and and uh, and I don't remember how how this story came about. It's been a couple months since I read the book, but but anyway, R- Ruth said that someone at some point asked, you know, Billy's gone a lot. He's gone on these crusades. Uh, it must be pretty sad for you to be married to to Billy Graham, and uh, and she responded. She got she was like taken aback by by this person who who said it, and she said, "I'd rather be married to Billy Graham six months out of the year than any other man on earth for for twelve. Um, that's the that's the attitude that we've got to that's the attitude that we've got to take with our with our spouses. They're never going to be perfect. That's that's just. You know, we're unfortunately since the fall, we're we're a we're, we're not a perfect people. Um, you're not perfect. Your spouse isn't perfect, um, but you need to look at your spouse as part of your team as a helper suitable, because it's not good that we're alone. Uh, and you need to look at your spouse as the person that you've been created uh, to be a a helper and an easer Kenneth Dow uh, helper a helper suitable to them. So that's, uh, that is my take on, uh, Romans seven, two, uh, since we're talking about marriage, I figured I'd talk about marriage. So there you go. Uh, we'll talk about marriage a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, but I appreciate you listening. Thanks for, uh, thanks for clicking on, uh, today's devotional. Have a good day.